Guys, I'm not hearing any uh, music. We got a problem here, I think. Uh-oh. No music? Well, did you hear me? Uh, I hear you fine. Music? Nope. <laughs> huh, that's interesting, because I've got it here. Well, we're going to go ahead and get started without the music then. <laughs> All okay. right. Okay, we had, yeah. a problem. we had a problem on our intro music feed. Yeah, but... we're, we're hearing it here. It's going out indicated on the console, and but uh, it's just not going out. But our voices, this is weird. Okay. Very odd. Yeah. Okay, well, it's 7 o'clock on a Saturday night, <laughs> as usual. That means it's time for the other podcast. I'm your host, Robert Stacy McCain. And I'm not, although I'm still trying to figure out who I am. Oh, I remember now. I'm the other guy from other podcast, uh, John Hogue. And that's Diana from Exotic Valdosta, Georgia, laughing in the background. How you doing, Sorry. Young lady? I Hi. am doing great. Mm. Yeah, we were hearing it in our headphones. Yeah, well, huh. the music in our headphones. Well, I'm, let me let me let me just see if push it up and see if that it goes out now. No, it is not. Got, I'm going to have to figure out what's going on. There's I am hearing your. I'm hearing the clicking of your keyboard just fine. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah well, that's huh. because. That's because, well, that's because he's uh, he bangs too hard on the keyboard. And his mic I have heard. I I'm used to hearing Stacy's uh, Stacy's emphatic <laughs> typing. Um, yeah. Well. Um, okay. So we got to figure out what's going well, on. How, how, well, while John is sitting there trying to figure out what he's doing wrong with the music, I'll. Uh, he isn't. No, it's, it's uh, something truly bizarre here, but we'll figure it out. Uh, how, are, how are things down there in exotic Valdosta? Well, I was sort of hoping you could tell me what went absolutely nuts yesterday afternoon at about three. I don't know. I'm looking you don't at know. police search for suspect in Lakeland armed robbery. Is that the news? I don't oh, know because no, there was... Go ahead. Uh, there was that? an absolute, uh, there was a huge rollout. I mean, huge. I think about six police cars, um, fire department. Uh, I think I may have heard an ambulance or two in the distance. They may have taken a different route than past me. But I was like, whoa, wait, wait a sec. That's like six police cars. What's going on here? Yeah, I, I, well, I, I'm looking at the headlines at the Valdosta Times. Daily Times, and yep. Yeah, and uh, not seeing anything that would indicate to me what uh, caused uh, this enormous rollout of law huh. enforcement in your community, except perhaps the search for the suspect in the Lakeland armed robbery. I don't know. Lakeland's a long way away. Well, I don't not know. Really, but <laughs> yeah, well, it's uh, down across the border in Florida, but uh, uh, no, Lakeland. You're thinking Lake City. Lake oh. City is a sort of weirdly, um, it's a weird little town in Florida, and it's a real mess, as far as I can tell. Um, and uh, Lake, Lakeland is this um, smaller community in Lowndes County that sort of uh -oh. crouches, it's sort of uh, beside Nashville, and it crouches on a lake. Oh, okay. All right. Well, anyways, well, uh, so, so meanwhile, uh, the uh, lead, uh, by the way, you can find my good friend John Hogue's blogging 
at hogwash.com. Yep, and Stacy's been known to blog at theotherrecane.com. And Stacy, you got a couple more weeks left to rant. Go ahead. Yeah, it's I mean, do your football. Yeah, this is not the Super Bowl I wanted. Uh, well, really, I had kind of been cheering for Brock Purdy, but he suffered an ulnar, uh, an, Ow. An, an injury to his ulna. Uh, in the, which is your elbow, by the way. Um, he suffered an elbow injury during the NFC Championship game, and the 49ers fell to uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. But the oh. Eagles, they've got my guy, Jalen Hurt at, Hurts at quarterback. So, so that's pretty good. Meanwhile, uh, in the... Uh, uh, AFC uh, Championship, the damn Chiefs, Kansas City Chiefs, uh, beat my Bengals with some uh, assistance from the uh, referee crew. The uh, officiating crew did some. Uh, all the Bengals fans were filling the uh, filling, uh, putting up memes about you know about how crooked those refs were. They were in the tank. For KC, but uh, so it's going to be the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles, and uh, and uh, uh, that's our uh, that's your championship, uh, uh, that's your uh, Super Bowl coming up next week, and we're going to hear a uh, a lot of hype about this. But uh, I'm I'm not really that excited about it, but I figure that the Eagles will. Uh, take care of business. My prediction is that the Eagles will win because mainly because Philadelphia uh, is is better at rioting oh. than Kansas City. And so 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 the victory riot in Philadelphia you should probably have at least two dozen shootings, I'm going to guess. So I don't know. Kansas City can be kind of um excitable too well they've really got it all in kansas city yep everything's up to date in uh, kansas city yeah, yeah, absolutely yep. according uh, according to uh uh uh, uh, uh rogers and hammerstein anyway well uh, by the way the cat is at the microphone isn't is he again i'm sorry i thought i, I had him far <laughs> enough down um he's purring like crazy well that's a good thing and he's wow. very happy. So I'm, very, I thought I had him far enough away. Yeah. Well, we uh, pur purring cats are a good thing. We'll get to different <laughs> kinds of perverts uh, <laughs> uh, later in the show. Will uh, we ever? Yes. Well. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're going to get to. Uh, Actually, how long is that going to? Isn't that the first subject? Well, we're no, no, actually no. We're no. Well, 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 we're not going to talk about that necess that ne <laughs> necessarily that aspect of one of the individuals. At one hundred and twenty thousand <laughs> feet, we're, we're no, going to be slowly drifting across the continent. No, right no, now. no. We're 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 we're, we're down with our feet on the well, not on the ground, but at least on the uh, the, the dining room table floor. Uh, <laughs> but there's nothing to see here. Move along. Uh, the Daily Mail published a story this week that uh, Dana Lash uh, uh, linked to on Twitter, and I uh, picked up on her uh, tweet. Uh, the Daily Mail published a story about cobalt mines mm. in Congo uh, mm -hmm. that use child labor. And yep. uh, then she pointed out that 
the uh, the, the Daily Mail left out one important uh, detail about the um, mines is they're uh, involved in the Hunter Biden uh, mm -hmm. CCP deals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In other words, in other words, the cobalt mines in Congo that use child labor are, and the are child part of a children Chinese. Yeah, yeah, it's part of a Chinese mm -hmm. uh, deal that Hunter Biden is part of. And uh, and by the way, people, most people have no idea how involved mm -hmm. uh, China is in uh, Africa. They oh, Belt and Roads. Uh, well, uh, well, but even more so, uh, Africa is where a lot of their competition. Uh, could come from for a lot of strategic materials like yep. cobalt. Yep. And so uh, they have invested heavily in the area for well, some strange reason. Well, they, they have this thing they do. They encourage the governments to, um, to invest until they're bankrupt. They can't meet the payments. And then China takes over um, the port or the mine or whatever or the or the oil feed field or whatever it is that generate that got them interested and that generates revenue um i it, it's despicable but it's it's the chinese communist party what do we expect well but on the other hand you know uh there are some people that say well at least they're uh, causing some sort of development and, and, and employment. You know, this may be no, colonialism, but it isn't as bad as what the Europeans did. For oh, nonsense. Uh, if you leave out the Mad King Leopold and the, and the baskets full of hands, um, I'm sorry, but the small children cuck, uh, were working in the mines and then coughing their lungs out. No, no, this is much no. worse. But that's not important. That's, that's oh, no, it really isn't. Important. Of course it isn't. What's really important? They're not white. What's really important, according to MSNBC, <laughs> is January 6th now, January 6th tomorrow, January 6th forever. Mm -hmm. um, yesterday afternoon, I, I was, uh, I got bored uh, watching Fox News. You know, my off, uh, office uh, TV here at the house um, <laughs> is usually tuned to Fox News, and and everything was about the Chinese spy balloon, and I was getting oh. bored. So I decided at about 4 o'clock that I would switch the TV over to MSNBC. Let's see what's happening over in that uh, corner of cable news. And, and OM. FG, what craziness. <laughs> uh, 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 Nicole Wallace spent the first 22 minutes of the four o'clock hour reporting about how, quote unquote, lies and conspiracies from Orange Man, bad, uh, that, that had inspired the worst day in American history, quote, mm. are now deeply embedded in the politics of the GOP. Now, mm. That, so, so this was basically a third of the hour uh, mm -hmm. was spent belaboring the idea that the Republicans are the election deniers <laughs> and uh, orange man bad is an existential threat yeah. uh, and they're and they're just fixated on this and I and I was 
But watching this and, and uh, actually was taking notes, uh, thinking to write about it, and then it hit me. What is this really about? Okay, why are we talking about uh, January 6th, two years ago, <coughs> as if it were the most important news story of all time? And then it hit me that it was about distraction. You see, mm -hmm. because just this week in a letter um, oh. written by Hunter Biden's lawyers, it was confirmed that the <laughs> laptop from hell was indeed his. And um, uh, Senator Ron Johnson has been leading the way on this about mm -hmm. the possibility uh, that Hunter actually used classified documents uh, in his business proposals to his Ukrainian partners. And so the connection between Hunter's laptop and the uh, classified document scandal, well, yeah, that could kind of be bad for Team Joe, see? <laughs> yeah. And, and, so, yeah. and so instead they're uh, talking about that, but... Um, uh, and so that's what uh, MSNBC viewers are obsessed with. Well, it's week. interesting, you know, Snopes of all uh. outfits, Snopes of all outfits has done a pretty good job of looking into what was actually in the lawyer's letter. Mm -hmm. And, um, well, you know, it's, 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 They've done actually some, uh, almost some journalism on this. Not almost. Hard, they're, get, they're getting close. But, you know, like the AP reported that the request for the uh, uh, investigation had come about just as uh, uh, Biden, uh, as Hunter Biden was being hit up with an investigation for tax evasion. Um, and, you know, uh, it, it, you know, it, it the letter uh, basically uh, is trying to suggest that uh, that uh, that it, it was illegal for the uh, shop owner to uh, share that information. That it nope. violate well, it violated you know uh, the computer uh, security laws that we have. Unfortunately, nope. the thing is, is that if you look at the fine print on the back of the uh, the, the, the form uh, by leaving the sh thing at the shop for 90 days and not claiming it, uh, Hunter transferred ownership to the sh shop owner. Yeah. And so there, the shop owner was uh, looking at information on his hard drive. Yeah. And yeah. So you know, there's 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 an interesting thing thing going on there. Uh, and another thing though that. In addition to the two letters that were sent to the st state, by the state that's Delaware, and mm -hmm. uh, uh, federal mm -hmm. uh, Department of Justices, uh, Departments of Justice, uh, there were letters sent to the IRS. <laughs> and the IRS letter asked for reviews of like tax exempt status of uh, organizations that have been involved in, 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 in tracking this? To be honest, um, I would think considering the, uh, considering everything um, I know about nonprofit world, 
I wouldn't do that if I were you, because then we get to start asking certain questions like, well, what about the return for the um, very interesting returns for um, various, oh, like Green Casa, Maryland? Yeah, uh, it, there, there's never been a return for Green Casa, Maryland. No, there because isn't. It's it, subsumed, because, un, subsumed, I know, uh, under... But, Justice yes. through music, but you know but, what I but, mean. But what that has to do with uh, making the world better through music, I haven't figured out yet. So not a single you know, operating, thing. you know, even not for profits can't operate ultra virus. Uh, but uh, the um, <sighs> that means uh, outside of what their yes. state charter allows them to do. Uh, but you know, it's interesting. Uh, you know, uh, if you have a not for profit news organization and reports news that's out there on the street. Uh, that is within what they're it's their allowed purview. to do. Well, they're mm-hmm. they're accusing uh, the Daily Caller of defamation. Uh, for, <laughs> Good luck. For their, for, yeah, yeah, we, we know how that goes. Um, <laughs> for their reporting about uh, Biden, uh, Hunter Biden's rent payments to his father, and so, mm-hmm. so it's a. And, and so they're just trying to put the muscle on their critics, you know. Well, yeah, but we, uh, we know how well some lawsuits uh, against some not-for-profits have done in the past. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, yes. One of our, actually, a couple of our co-defendants have been uh, not-for-profits. So mm-hmm. anyway, uh, anyway, so we got to, uh, we got, we got to today, hmm. and today... Pinky said, I think so, Brain, but maybe Hunter was late on a balloon payment. (laughs) I like that. Boom, boom. Uh, God, we're going to talk about the damn balloon. Okay, can I say one thing before we get started? The thing that was was shot down over the Atlantic near Myrtle Beach today, my question is, is that the same balloon? Because... Um, I watched the video last night of the big flash over Montana. Um, and the person was taught, the person who posted it was talking about, you know, hey, um, jets, <laughs> what's going on here? Um, and I am really well aware of stratospheric winds and the speed at which they move. But it does seem awfully odd that we get from Billings, Montana on Friday evening to Myrtle Beach on um, on Saturday afternoon. Well, the balloon wasn't in Montana on Friday. It was seen in Missouri uh, Are we, on, okay. on, fr- on Friday morning. Okay. Okay. So uh, I have no I idea. I haven't been what following that, it that closely. I have no idea what that person saw, but it was over the Me St. Neither. Louis. It was over the St. Louis area around noon-ish on mm. uh, on, um, so it essentially had accomplished all the mission it needed to c- accomplish. Oh, went so right over all down sorts. Didn't mean anything. Went, went through, went uh, past all sorts of interesting things. Like flew over, it flew over within <sighs> easy view of places like Oak Ridge National Laboratories. Mm-hmm. I mean, why would you be interested in that? Anyway, oh, why? Um, but um, anyway, I want to talk about. Uh, the, this is balloon programs at NASA, something I actually have some experience in. My son, when he was in high school, was an intern at NASA working on one of their balloon programs. Mm-hmm. Now, the program Will worked on 
just used weather balloons and they they're a few meters in diameter and they go up carrying a few pounds of, of stuff and they get up to about a hundred thousand feet and they pop because the pressure differential they're designed to do that and then the instrument package comes down on a little parachute okay mm -hmm. yeah. and the, uh one of the things that Will was involved in was the radio direction finding stuff so that you could go find the thing that fell on the ground. Right? Uh -huh. It also has a, a you know, the thing on the box says, hi, this is from NASA, give us a phone call. But uh, anyway, um, the big research balloons, which are the class of balloon we're talking about here mm -hmm. that NASA uses, are made out of material... It's, 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 it's polyethylene, mm -hmm. uh, think about like mylar, mm -hmm. and it, um, it um, is very thin. It's about as thin as, as saran wrap, mm -hmm. it's not very strong at all. So there's not a lot of pressure differential, but the, and, it, and at sea level, you, you see the balloons when they're inflated and they're this big, tall thing with a small mm -hmm. area that's being held up. Well, they... Yeah. They expand, and the, the big balloons NASA uses are about 400 feet in diameter when they're uh, at 120,000 feet. Yes. Which is the sort of region where we were talking about this balloon operating as it came across the Pacific, across the Aleutians, across Canada, and through part of the uh, U.S., but it began, to, it began to lose altitude, and it was, it was low enough that, um, well... The Federal Aviation Administration controls our airspace up to 60,000 feet. Anything mm -hmm. above that is, is, it's not that it's not watched out for, but you don't have to, it, it's, it's under the, not under the normal sort of flight plans that we think about. Yeah. And to attack the balloon at, at 120,000 feet was essentially impossible with any land-based systems we have other than a, something like a Patriot missile. And we just didn't have mm -hmm. to have a Patriot missile battery in Billings, Montana mm -hmm. on Wednesday. Um, but it was low enough that it could be uh, gone after by, a, uh, by fighter aircraft uh, as it was crossing the eastern part of the United States. And as soon as it got over our territorial waters, they shot the sucker down. Mm. So that's the story so far. In terms yeah. of, well, why didn't they shoot it down over Montana? Well, because it was out of range. Well, right? why didn't they shoot it down over the Pacific? Because well, once they, I'm aware well, of some stuff in Alaska that would have made it possible to do that. Well, it, 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 well, yes and no, but those are ballistic missile systems that might not be able to detect <laughs> something that, uh, that's, that cold. Mm. They're, 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 looking at, they're looking for a reentry vehicle. What could have shot it down in that area, if there had happened to have been one, would have been the Navy guided missile destroyers and guided oh, missile yeah. cruisers uh, are capable of shooting down satellites. And they could have mm -hmm. shot the sucker down. But do we happen to have a destroyer deployed in range there? Don't the really know. You know. They don't tell me, though. They don't actually hand me that kind of information with yeah, here, Diana. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, so the thing is, is that why didn't you shoot it down? Well, if you didn't have the assets available to shoot it down until it got to a certain point, you could even take a shot at it. Mm -hmm. And so it, I still don't like it that they didn't uh, deploy some something to take it down. I'm not pleased. 
Well, yes, uh, but you know, if it, on the other hand, it was probably coming into range of something that could take it down faster than they could deploy something. Mm -hmm. So, you know, while I am, I am, I am in the definitely not pleased and, and also let me just say, based on my experience on the kinds of things that might be aboard a package like that, yeah, uh, you might not want it landing in somebody's backyard or even I've somebody, got that. even somebody's back 40. You know, I'm uh, one thing that drove me nuts was during this whole thing, the, the Twitterati were saying, getting things um, backwards. Um, I don't want to go any further than that um, on how various go, things work. Uh, backwards or maybe inside out or I like, how maybe, about, how about like, bass awkward? <laughs> I, I actually, uh, I I, I kind of like uh, Paulie's uh, uh, thing when he saw a particularly badly uh, written paper. He said, "This <laughs> isn't even wrong." <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so, you know, it's 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 one of those. It, it, yes, it was one of those things where, well, you know, they were experts about something last week, and now they're experts about something. Today. Else this and, week, you yeah. know, and you know, <clears throat> I, you know, I happen to have a few, you know, having been a pilot, I know about air traffic control and having worked with NASA balloon programs, I happen to know something about stratospheric balloons, mm -hmm. but, uh, uh, and knowing s some of the kinds of things that go on the power systems for those things, you just, there's things there that you might not want landing, uh, in no. an uncontrolled fashion. No. So, uh, you know, I'll just leave it at that. Now, mm -hmm. was it handled correctly? Heck Absolutely, no. positively not. Uh, yep. Now, was the fact that they, the fact that they didn't shoot it down when they couldn't shoot it down, and the fact that they were being mum, you know, uh, uh, that, that they may have been knowing that they couldn't shoot it down, they may have been not wanting to let the Chinese knew that we knew. They're, if they're, civilians they're, are reporting it on Twitter, sorry, that, well, that 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 cow that horse has left the barn and is yes. running around the paddock, yes, laughing that, at us. But that didn't. But that didn't happen for four days from when uh, uh, we be, when uh, uh, the DoD began tracking it. So you know, it's on the other hand, was it competently managed? <laughs> We're talking no. about the Biden administration. Give You're me a major break. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. The, 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 see, the next media narrative is going mm. to be how Joe Biden defeated the evil Chinese spy balloon. <sighs> the first twenty minutes on Meet the Press will be devoted to praising Joe Biden's courage, <sighs> his steely-eyed resolve, and decisiveness in ordering the Air Force to shoot down this threat to America. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and uh, I include on my blog, uh, by the way, the, the, uh, the basic story about it. Uh, mm -hmm. And, and uh, by the way, if you look at my blog, I have a screen cap of CNN. And notice which airport he was at. Um, uh, when he was uh, uh, interviewed about the uh, balloon threat. Hagerstown, uh, Maryland. Yes, yes, yes. It's a small airport. I, it's well, very small. It, it's smaller well, than, it, my, than mine. 
here. Yes, but it but it has a whole lot more runway than yours. Uh, no, it doesn't. We can handle a seven forty seven. And so can uh, Cargerstown. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, anyways, okay. No, Hagerstown was written uh, uh, built as a runway uh, uh, during the Second World War to support bomber aircraft mm -hmm. uh, because they were uh, because and there was the Fairchild uh, aircraft factory it was there. That's where the A-10s were built. Yeah. It, it can handle very substantial aircraft. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, like so it's the longest runway in Maryland. Mm -hmm. Baltimore? No, uh, Hagerstown. Hagerstown. Hagerstown, because of what the uh, Army Air Forces built in the first uh, during the Second World War. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, so, but my point is, if, is that if the and this has been made, is that the balloon was already over the Atlantic Ocean. It had already flown over the whole country and seen whatever it was the Chinese wanted to see. So I don't quite grasp what this shoot down accomplished. Uh, Nothing. Townsend at uh, Hot Air points out that the Biden administration's main concern seems to have been the danger that Republicans would pounce and or seize on the story. Uh, but that won't stop the Sunday talk shows from turning into revival meetings filled with hymns of praise for brave <laughs> Joe Biden. You know, and you can just picture Chuck Todd, and mm -hmm. you know, very with a very serious, you know, demeanor. By the way, there are direct, he's capable of such a thing. By the way, there are direct flights from Hagerstown to Myrtle Beach. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyways, I I have no idea why he was in Hagerstown. That's the closest uh, long runway to Camp David. Yep. Oh, okay. All right, so he was... Let's not talk about how much it cost him to fly there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For the well, weekend. So, yeah, those helicopters uh, uh, flying over uh, this area. But anyway. Uh, okay, well, I, I, I guess we have... Have we reached... The bottom uh, of the hour. The bottom of the hour, uh, which, of course, is the time for shameless capitalism... Ooh, they closed the long runway. That they only got. They're only seven thousand feet active now. Oh. But you you can still you can still get uh, you can still get a pretty good airplane in there. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, anyway, so so we're getting the facts about the Hagerstown Airport, but it's time for shameless capitalism, <laughs> the part of the program where I tell you that if you will go to my blog, theothermccain.com. You will notice near the top of the center column, uh, the yellow button with the word donate on it. If you will click the yellow button, it will take you to my PayPal account uh, where you can contribute dollars, pesos, euros, yen, shekels, whatever currency you got, uh, you can contribute to my PayPal account. Uh, to help support the blog, to help support this podcast, and, of course, to keep my wife happy because she likes it when I make money off this racket, and keeping <laughs> my wife happy is job number one. Meanwhile, over at my good friend John Hogue's blog, hogwash.com. Uh, yeah, I have uh, in the sidebar right there over on the right a tip jar icon. Click on that, and you'll be taken away to my PayPal. Account where you can support Hogwash, and I'll be very thankful for your support. 
or, or you can support the, uh, this podcast that way. Either way, we'll be happy to have your support. Uh, you can also shop at the Hogwash store. There's a link down there in the sidebar. And you can do your Amazon shopping uh, through links uh, that you'll find at uh, Hogwash and other McCain. Uh, and other blogs around the internet. Amazon has this thing where when you use those links, uh, qualified links from bloggers, we get a cut out of the action. It's a nice thing they do to support uh, the blogosphere, and we're appreciative of that. Also, uh, if you want to send uh, things like cash or gold Russian uh, (laughs) imperial rubles, uh, uh, you can use the uh, contact information you'll find up in the... uh, menu bar at the top of the blog. However you choose to support us, please remember the five most important words of the English language. Hit the freaking tip jar. Indeed. And I want to see one of the things that you'll get by supporting uh, our blogs is we actually do journalism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's getting hard to find oh, these Lord, days. Yes. Yeah, yeah. By the way, I just want to say that if you if you that the listeners uh, if you go to hogwash.com, go to John's blog, and uh, hit that uh, uh, PayPal uh, tip jar uh, icon in his sideline, um, uh, uh-huh. just put the word barbecue when you're when you're when you're um, when you're filling out the uh, little <laughs> PayPal thing that you can send a gift note, and you just put BBQ in there because. Uh, uh, every Saturday night after uh, after the podcast, we uh, usually go out to dinner. And tonight, uh, John is treating me to some barbecue. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's also taking some home to his son, I believe. So, so that's about three servings of barbecue. And you can figure what that costs uh, with the... Uh, coleslaw and french fries i have the coleslaw and french fries he he doesn't do the coleslaw and french fries because of his uh, coronary situation but anyways but when you hit the tip jar just put the word barbecue in there so that he knows that you're you're paying attention to the podcast (laughs) meanwhile over at my blog the other mccain well yes even though we're doing journalism, they're going to try to keep us from being able to tell the, the whole story. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the headline on a, uh, my post today is, it's a quote from a, a, an article by The Nation. Uh, uh, the Nation being the left-wing magazine. Well, it used to be a magazine. We all know I who guess The Nation it's is. Just a, yeah, well, I mean, it's, it, it's about as close as you can get to the daily worker, I guess. But anyways, but mm-hmm. it... The headline is, we may never know the full story. And that's a, a line in this obtuse, and I had to look up, make sure I was using the word You obtuse. were using it correctly. Yeah, this obtuse article about Manuel Esteban Paez Duran, a.k.a. Tortuguita. And that's completely inaccurate. It should be Tortuguito. Oh, well, you know, he's, he's a non-binary, boy. so... Uh, or, uh, no, he's, he's not so in, uh, non-binary as, the, as to excuse that in, in, in Spanish. Okay, well, Tortuguito means little turtle. Mm-hmm. And uh, he is uh, uh, he is from uh, originally from Venezuela. But anyways, uh, 
if, if you don't know who Manuel Esteban Paez Turan is, no, he um, isn't. He ain't. Well, he, he ain't anymore. The late, uh, the late Manuel Esteban Paez Turan <coughs> was um, uh, was a Antifa protester. They were camped out. Uh, on the site of the uh, planned police training center near Atlanta. It's actually, uh, I don't know if it's within the Atlanta city limits. It's in DeKalb County, which is kind of next door. And it's the site of the former Atlanta prison farm. It's a long story. Don't want to get into that. But anyways, they were camped out protesting uh, the planned police training center on this uh, site. The law enforcement task force went to clear out these self-described forest defenders. Turan uh, shot a Georgia state trooper and was killed by return gunfire. Mm -hmm. What happens if you shoot a cop? Most anywhere. But mostly in Georgia. <laughs> and in Georgia, in they tend to actually hit you. Which yeah, is the yeah, difference. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, uh, it, it reminds me though of the the uh, guy who shot a trooper in uh, uh, in Florida a few years back, and mm -hmm. he got uh, caught by a bunch of deputies from the next county. And uh, during the news conference, somebody asked the sheriff why they shot the guy eighty seven <laughs> times, and they said, "Well, we ran out of ammunition." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was Sheriff Grady Judd. And that was just last, last year, I do believe, or was it 21? <laughs> it was, it was a 21. years ago, but yeah, yes. Yeah, said, why did you shoot me maybe seven times? Said, well, we ran out of we ran out of ammunition. Brady Judge down there in Polk County, Florida. God, he gets the best press conferences. Forget about Trump. You know, forget about DeSantis. Grady Judge for president. By but God. yeah, I mean, you know, I don't think if he you wants shoot a, the hassle. If, if you start shooting at cops, they get upset. If you hit one of mm -hmm. them, they get really upset. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah I, But I, do I not shoot the canine. Whatever else you do, do not shoot the canine. Yeah, and, and all of these out-of-town protesters uh, Idiots. were there. And, and he wasn't even, as I said, he wasn't from Georgia. Uh, he wasn't. He came. He wasn't even American. He came mm -hmm. all the way from Venezuela. And mm -hmm. why you're going? As someone pointed out in the comments, you you flee socialism in Venezuela, then come to America and join Antifa. I don't know what to do for you, but uh, mm -hmm. but I've written three posts about this story, mm -hmm. and um, John Sexton. Uh, did a thorough fisking of the uh, Nation article, saving the time. And his pet peeve is how so many people in the media are trying to cast doubt on how Tortuguita got shot. Uh, you know, and, and he points out, look, we got the gun, okay? Mm -hmm. They did a ballistics test on the bullet that was removed from the state trooper. It mm -hmm. matches the gun which was owned, they, they, he bought it two years ago, by Tortuguita. So, mm -hmm. you know, the idea that he didn't shoot anybody or and was somehow a victim of repression. He was, uh, a, he was a victim of a hit squad or a death squad. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, it's just crazy the way they're trying to spin this stuff as something that someone might want to protest. But my pet peeve, and I, I went on about this last week, and I'll try to be brief here, but they keep trying to tell you that this is a forest. They keep using no. the term forest to describe it. And one of the terms they use without any explanation is Wethani Forest, right? The Wethani Forest, they want to call it. Nobody, I guarantee you, nobody in that area, okay, nobody from Georgia is calling this thing the damn Wethani Forest because, first of all, and this is very important, this site is on the location of what was for about 70 years, the Atlanta prison. Okay, huh? there's federal penitentiary. Pen, federal Penitentiaries. Thank you. Penitentiary in Atlanta. Okay, mm -hmm. and they had this 300-acre site that was the prison farm. It was in South DeKalb County. It was the Atlanta prison farm. And the inmates grew food there, mm -hmm. which was used to feed the inmates, okay, do you mm -hmm. see, see what I'm talking about? This was the Atlanta prison farm. Yeah. Well, uh, sometime in the 60s, it fell into disuse. And what will happen in Georgia is any, <laughs> if you don't mow your lawn, you'll have a forest in a couple of years. Okay? Well, yeah, no, don't, no, stand, no. don't stand still too long. Just yeah. trust yeah, me the on kudzu this. kudzu will get you. Well, no, we I, don't have kudzu, but we, there are a number of aggressive, nasty vines. <laughs> uh, well, and, and, and the thing is, is that you, actually what you don't, what you get in about two years is a bunch of bushes. And in 10 years, you've got scrubby short trees. And in mm -hmm. 10 years, you've got 20. Uh, well, in, in, in 10 years, you, you it's starting to look like it's really flat out, completely overgrown. And in 20 mm -hmm. years, you have scrub woods, which is about what this would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so what they're telling you is a forest. So we're defending the forest. No, you're defending a goddamn scrub woodlot. And, and I point out, they keep calling this, uh, okay, uh, another thing they called it is the South River Forest, okay? <laughs> the river is, is two miles south of there. And if you actually went to... Uh, the quote-unquote South River that far upstream. It eventually uh, feeds into the, I believe it's the Okmulgee River. Uh, but anyways, but the South River at that point is is no wider than Sweetwater Creek at most point. It's not really, you know, you think of a river. And if you <laughs> went to South River, it only starts in East Point, by the way. Mm -hmm. and, and if you know the geography of, of Georgia, by the time it gets over... South of DeKalb County, uh, the South River is is still just not a consequential stream, and nope. feeding into it is what's known as Entrenchment Creek, which is about a half mile east of the site uh, where they're going to build this 85 acre training facility. Mm -hmm. And so they have for, they want to call this the South River Forest, and I point out that. When I was growing up in Douglas County, the, there was a little stream across the road in the woods, mm -hmm. and that stream eventually, you know, 
but you run down it, ran into Sweetwater Creek a few miles away, okay? Mm-hmm. Well, we, you know, Sweetwater Creek goes to the Chattahoochee River. So, so it, it, but we didn't call this the Chattahoochee Forest. It was just the woods across the damn road, okay? It doesn't, you know, and the idea that, oh, the trees, we must save the trees. Have you been to Atlanta? There's no shortage of trees in the area, okay? It's a, the place is a, it's a, it's a, a forest uh, all around Atlanta. It's, it's, you fly it's, in, you fly in, and it's lots and lots of green broken up by roofs of houses and uh, absolutely choked freeways. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I mean, the idea that oh, how many in the forest... How many of these people, I wonder, uh, that were in this group of thugs actually have lived someplace other than a dense urban area? Right, right. Well, what's been really making me laugh inappropriately is the sheer inability of Tortuguita's fellows to pronounce his nickname. Really? Yeah. yeah. Every time somebody's inter- interviewed, they're like, Torta, oh, never mind. Torta. Anyways, <laughs> so they grab the Indian word. Uh, I say Indian. I guess you're supposed to Creek. say Native American now. No, uh, the Creeks call themselves Indians. <laughs> okay, the Creek Indians. Yes, uh, uh, back in the day, supposedly referred to the South River as Wilani. Okay, and so that's this gets it and and you can look it up. Nobody called this thing the Wilani Forest until this uh, protest started. Uh-huh. And 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 the idea that, oh, well, this is land sacred to the Native Americans Not is really. bullshit because the, the descendants of the Creek Indians who once lived in the area, true enough, true enough, they actually lived there, but they've been residents of Oklahoma since about, what, 1840, 1830? Roughly when was speaking. the Trail of Tears. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the Jackson, Well, the Creeks were sort of. Yeah, involved. President Jackson uh, 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 sent them there. So, so, mm-hmm. so you know, they, they, they've got no claim at all on this particular patch of quote-unquote forest and so, anyways, I've ranted oh. enough about it for a day. But, okay, well, and, you know, and, and I and I and I, I can confess that uh, my uh, family roots in Tennessee go back to area that was once uh, inhabited more or less by the Cherokee, and I'm not sure where the land uh, in uh, that we settled in Virginia and uh, Pennsylvania and New Jersey, what tribes we. Uh, uh, did there, but apparently the it was genocide. Apparently, sorry, nobody in my family got here until after the Civil War, so I I got nothing to say. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> in my case, I can blame it all on a, a land grants from the British Crown uh, until mm-hmm. we get to Tennessee, and then yeah, it's the fed, federal government that did it. So, so they were the see they were from the government, and they were here to help. Yep, and never forget, y'all can go to hell. I'm going to Texas. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, anyway, um, you know, Texas is not one of the uh, blue states. Neither is Georgia. Neither is Tennessee. Thank God. Um, uh, Maryland is. Um, and I'm not making this up. You know, we're going to do our little bits about uh, the blue mm. states, uh, riff on them for a while. Oh but boy. 
in an apparent effort to prove the saying that no man's life or property is safe when the legislature <laughs> is in session, a bill has been offered in Massachusetts that would take up to 360 days off of a prisoner's prison sentence uh, if the prisoner donates bone marrow or an organ. Uh, by the way, the National Organ Transplant Act makes it illegal to knowingly acquire, receive, or transfer a human organ for valuable consideration for use in human transplantation. Yeah, there's a problem there. Well, I mean, you know, the, well, th the 360 days of your life is a valuable consideration. I oh, think. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, by the way, several states have tried to pass laws like this bef mm. before, and as close as they got, uh, they've never uh, been able to get them to the uh, past where they, uh, but uh, the only thing that has happened really is that uh, South Carolina did get a law through that allows prisoners to go, you know, out of jail to donate an organ mm. and come back, but you know, you know right. Uh, but it's my, my, my comment on this, uh, which Stacy I'm sure will not get was Gil Hamilton, call your office. Ah, uh, the long arm. <laughs> yes. And uh, uh, Stacy, okay, don't okay. worry it's about it. Joke. Yeah, it, it, it's about a science uh, Larry fiction. Larry Niven. Larry Niven, science fiction writer. Gil the writer. arm. Gil, uh, Gil uh, basically, uh, there's a crime in the future called organ legging. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, it's a science fiction oh, joke. Okay. Um, and uh, the the author is Larry Niven, and the series it's a series of short stories, the longest of which is the Patchwork Girl, um, and it's uh, basically all subsumed under Gil the Arm A R M all in caps. Yeah, that's the Amalgamated Regional Militias, which is. Mm -hmm. a a police organization of the UN uh, a couple of centuries hence. Okay. Mm -hmm. So anyway. Right. Well, anyways. Meanwhile, in California. Yeah. Uh, definitely a blue state. Yeah. yeah. Good Shimon grief. Walton. Shimon Walton's a member of the San Francisco Board of Supervisors and <laughs> for two years was the president of the Board of Supervisors in San Francisco. And this is um, this is important because you understand that Senator Dianne Feinstein began her career as a member and president of the San Francisco Board of Supervisors. I, I, I want to point this out to, to make the point that Shaman Walton, whom I'm about to quote here, is... Um, is not a fringe figure in California politics. No, that's kind of like it's kind of like the Sanford, uh, the California equivalent of being the mayor of Chicago in Illinois mm -hmm. politics, or the mayor of New York City yeah, in the New York politics. It's a, it's a, he's a, he's a, a mainstream figure, really. Well, well, mm -hmm. I mean, the, the as, as California goes, right? Well, mm -hmm. typically, what happens is that that person mm -hmm. gets to be mayor of San Francisco, and then is either elected a senator or governor. I quote from National Review, a I'm San Francisco saying. advisory committee's recommendation that the city pay out hefty reparations <sighs> to the city's longtime black residents does not go far enough toward making things right. A member With what the, money? A member of the San Francisco Board of Supervisors told National Review on Tuesday. Supervisor Shaman Walton 
who wrote the legislation that formed the reparations committee two years ago, said that the proposed $5 million payment, I repeat, $5 million payment per qualifying person is actually, quote, much less than a lot of the projections that pe people say oh, black people should receive for reparations here in the United States, close quote. Mm. And, and he goes on to say that it's most certainly the $5 million is a, quote unquote, very minuscule number, $5 million per person is a very minuscule number. Well, look, I tell you what, if you want to give me that very minuscule $5 million, I'll take it and say thank you. Me uh, too. And besides which, um, I'm sorry, no one in my families, and you can... Uh, Tracing it back, although I, my ancestry is kind of murky, um, ever owned a slave. We weren't even here. There is no way that right. I should be expected to pay reparations for something I didn't do, none of my ancestors did, to people who have not been enslaved and whose ancestors for like five generations hadn't been enslaved. Yeah, yes. Enough of this nonsense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole idea of reparations is absurd. And I it's quote, insane. Uh, Jazz, Jazz Shaw of Hot Air said uh, that what is being proposed would be a payment funded entirely by people who have never owned slaves mm -hmm. to people who have never been enslaved in a state where slavery was never legal, close quote. Well, my Except under the Spanish. <laughs> well, uh, we'll get to that in a second. My ancestors mm -hmm. owned slaves in Pennsylvania and Virginia and Tennessee. So I'll just put that on the table right now. Okay. Um, but you life, haven't. <laughs> no. The, well, no. And, and, and you, Slavery was legal in California when it was a Spanish colony. Mm -hmm. And it was the Spanish colonists who enslaved the local indigenous population. Now, the Mexican Constitution, from day zero, mm -hmm. banned slavery. So yes, when California, as part of Mexico, was no longer a Spanish colony, I think roughly 1823 is when this kicks in, mm -hmm. uh, uh, slavery was no longer legal in California, and the uh, Indian slaves were emancipated, mm -hmm. the, okay? And then slaver, slavery was never legal uh, when California has been part of the United States, mm -hmm. okay? So the only Californians who were slaveholders were Hispanic, and the only people they enslaved were Indians. So the only <laughs> Californians who legitimately might owe reparations are Hispanics, Mm -hmm. And they are owned, and they are owed to American Indians. Mm -hmm. Well, um, the, the um, um, uh, mm. California became part of the United States as a result of the U.S. victory in the war with Mexico, yeah. eighteen forty-eight, the Hidalgo, and, 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 the, the Treaty of. Um, the, Lupe, anyways, what? Guadalupe Hidalgo. Yes, but, and, 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 and wait a minute. Okay, and who won that war? Who won that war? Who were the commanding generals in that war? Winfield <laughs> Scott, Virginia, and uh, Taylor, 
uh, a native of Virginia, but later a Louisiana, uh, both of whom were slave owners, by the way. But I, I just want to point but, that out that if it wasn't for the slave owners, California would never would have been part of the well, union. No, I mean, well, don't no, tell no, Vallejo that, but okay. No, but no uh, during, during the, when California was a territory after the war, uh, mm -hmm. but before it was admitted as a state, it was about a two-year period there. Uh, people from the South came in and brought their slaves, and the slaves wound up getting emancipated. Isn't mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, uh, and and uh, you know the one of the very first court cases in California, mm -hmm. uh, state court cases in California involved mm -hmm. emancipation of of a slave. Anyways, but this yep. whole idea of reparations so raises the questions of whether other minorities, including recent immigrants, will be taxed to make payments <laughs> to black Californians. California Hispanics are 40% of California's population. Asians are 16%. And nearly 30% of California residents were born in foreign countries. So how, how do you figure out what they owe? And to, <laughs> you know, it's crazy. It's not going to... Uh, but just because it's crazy uh, doesn't mean it's not mainstream in California. A state that not only has elected Adam Schiff to Congress, and boy, is he crazy, uh, but they, uh, there's also the matter of the train to nowhere. And I bring this oh, up yes. uh, because people, you've got no idea how bad things are in California. Back in oh. 2008, oh, in, a, yeah. in a referendum, uh, California voters authorized $9.5 billion, that's billion with a B, in bonds, planning an 800-mile high-speed rail project that was supposed to connect San Francisco and Los Angeles. Well, yep. what it's been reduced to, and this is nuts, man, this is nuts. I said don't do it, but it nobody listened. A 171-mile segment mm -hmm. from Merced to Bakersfield. Now, Folks, go look at a map and you tell me <laughs> what the hell. What I, I mean, I suppose if you needed to go from Merced to Bakersfield, you wouldn't want to waste any time. But my God, people are going to be paying for the bullet train from Merced to Bakersfield. Are you shitting me, ladies and gentlemen? I got well, nothing. I, I Baker, mean, at the Bakersfield time... Bakersfield's a great place to stop for no, gas. Yeah, for, but, stop for gas and a burger, and then keep going. Only if you've got if you have a bulletproof vest and are heavily armed. Okay, well, well that's certainly Merced. Anyways, uh, both actually. This 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 train to nowhere from Merced <laughs> to Bakersfield out in the uh, uh, I said it was a bad idea. And yeah, even bet even good friends of mine are like, oh, but you know how long it takes to fly from SF to LA, and I'm like, yeah, I know very well, and it's stupid. But frankly, I can drive and only lose like three hours. So well, no, and it's and it's a nice drive down the PCH in 101. Uh, if you do PCH, uh, stop in in um, in um, Santa Barbara overnight. Don't drink the water. 
Oh, and then love, take Santa the rest Barbara. of it in Santa. the next day. Well, if you stop in Santa Barbara, the place to have uh, supper is the Enterprise Fish Company, uh, right before you get on the wharf. Uh, my but anyway, that's nice. you former California residents on the podcast are, are, are engaging in, in, in trivial nostalgia, but I'm trying to make the point that right You've now, got a great point. Right now, the, 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 the projected cost so far uh, of this... Uh, Train from Merced to Bakersfield is twenty-two billion dollars. I know, and, and the California doesn't have that much. No, it doesn't. Billion. Well, maybe they should try another career rather than uh, whatever they're doing now. Perhaps they should do something like take up rap. Yeah, be aspiring rappers. Rappers. Oh, okay. Oh my goodness. Well, anyway, yeah. <laughs> it is. It is time, folks. Well, that, yeah, and then after that, we get, we will deal with crazy people. The long ah. overdue and much-awaited return of aspiring rapper update. I, uh -huh. I started doing this in 2021. Mm -hmm. uh, the aspiring rapper update. You understand that aspiring rapper is a term used by the media uh, <laughs> to, to describe members of the minority community who end up either getting arrested or killed. Uh, well, he was an aspiring rapper, you see. Well, uh, in this case, it was Detroit. Uh, on the night of January 21, Armani Kelly, Dante Wicker, and Montoya Gibbons uh, disappeared. Uh, after their, um, <coughs> their, their rap concert, um, <laughs> at a uh, Detroit nightclub uh, was um, canceled. Mm -hmm. And uh, and for a while, uh, you know, the media was full of stories about these missing rappers. Well, they have been found. Mm -hmm. uh, and their bodies were found uh, in an abandoned building. Uh, I think it was an abandoned building. Yes, in a building in Highland Park. Yes, and uh, meanwhile, uh, Armani Kelly's car, Armani Kelly being one of the victims, uh, mm -hmm. uh, his uh, 2007 Chevy Equinox uh, was, um, uh, police uh, pulled it over, They there was no license plate on it, mm -hmm. and a 15-year-old boy was behind the wheel, and the story goes on uh, from there, but, but it's the last sentence of the story. Okay, that really catches it for you. All three men had recently been paroled from prison where they met. So, there's, there's, so you, you let them out of prison, and next thing you know, they end up dead uh, after their rap concert. Oh, it's really, yeah. really creepy story. Sorry, well, yeah, but, but you know, I, I, I'm doing the crazy people are dangerous. This yeah. Way. And basically, I had a post uh, about something I saw on Amazon uh, <laughs> that uh, I'm not making this up, you know. Um, it's a, there are more than two genders t-shirts and you can yeah, get and them. And it's got the rainbow color. <laughs> yes, and, 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 and you can get them for men and women. <laughs> which, struck, which struck me as excessively binary. But then again, it dawned on me. Well, you know, English does have uh, another gender neuter uh mm -hmm. but that's about it see people keep confusing gender with sex gender is a property mm -hmm. of 
words, sex is a property of biological organisms. And the people who are trying to get this kind of nonsense into our schools and that sort of thing are, 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 are the people who are crazy and they are dangerous. And you can see how it's affecting. Uh, I saw statistics that there was one school mm -hmm. system here in, uh, in uh, not too far from where we are, where roughly 10% of the kids are saying they're uh, non-binary. trans, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just absolutely non-binary or whatever. Yeah, well, I don't know if anyone's hearing the music. Do you, Diana? I am not hearing the music. No, then I'm no. going to assume that we've got some sort of technical well, issue here. Well, I'll play anyway, well, so I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll go on. But anyways, assuming that maybe it's part of uh, Diana's cue that she doesn't... No, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm also not seeing the indication anyways, on the level well, here. Well, folks, uh, we oh, are nearing the end of the program, and so uh, uh, we will be back here next Saturday night at our usual time, 7 p.m. Eastern. And I will beat, and I'll beat the music into submission. At least <laughs> right. And uh, so, Diana, thanks for joining us this week. Yes, indeed. And we will see you both uh, next week. Good night, folks. Good, Good night. night.